my mum turned up and she's brought me dime bars. You know those little mini dime bars? Oh, yeah. She goes to Ikea and buys them. I love dime bars, John. I love dime bars. Right, um, I've done an Ikea shop in ages. Well, it's massive and you can't possibly be on top of each other. You have to be socially distanced. It's such a huge shop. And so you get to the tills. This is Sheer Isolation. Peoples! It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. Uh, I am John Ponting and I am in Cricklade and my friend Kieran is over in Trowbridge. Kieran Moore, hello. Hello, John Boy. How you doing? Not doing too badly. It, it's nice to think that we're allowed to go out and do things and, and things are happening. But then some things are not happening. And we will come on to that in this podcast. We've had good news and oh, we've had bad yes. news. As I vote, we've got a guest um, who's connected to, uh, to to the local art scene in some way. And this week we are joined by Tracy Sullivan, who is from Open Minds Mental Health. Uh, another one of your close contacts, Kira. I met her at Trowbridge Town Hall over three years ago, possibly longer. She worked with my wife and she was doing amazing things over in Trowbridge. And she invited me in to help with the music side of things. And you'll hear her in a minute. She's a bit like me. She's very passionate. She talks very quick. She's you know, she gets quite excited about the things she's talking about. You can imagine that me and her got on like a house on fire. So the purpose of the next half hour is to uh, do our best to promote the local music scene. Uh, and I'm going to go over to Kieran, I think, because I don't think your announcement or your exciting news about the local music scene is going to wait for the 20 minutes until we, we cover it in the news. So you might as well just blurt it out now. What do you want to tell the world? I want to tell the world that Salem are going on tour. And who are Salem? Salem is a chap called uh, Will Gold, who used to be, oh no, he's still, he's still the front man of UK pop punk band Creeper. So basically Creeper got too massive. They couldn't play small, regular venues anymore. And when you're in a band that's part of a machine, there's so many other aspects you have to take into consideration. Obviously, Will is hardcore. He doesn't want to wait around for the next tour. So he formed another band and he hit the, the toilet circuit once again. So... He's going back out in the UK um, for, I think it's a 20-date UK tour. Um, and they're playing all the, all the classic venues, you know. For example, Milton Keynes, Crewford Arms. That is a really important one. Oxford, Bullingdon, another important one. Just get uh, to the local ones, right? Come on. Okay, sorry, local ones. Swindon, they're playing Swindon. And they're playing Froome. So they're playing in Swindon for me, for my, me and my friend Josh. Um, we're going to be doing the Swindon on a Saturday night. That's going to be sensational. If you can't make it sell it out on a Saturday, then you've got problems. And then on Sunday, the following day, the 17th, they're playing in Froome at the Cheese and Grain. You're not the best at promoting, considering you don't. Whereabouts in Swindon? <laughs> oh, the Victoria, the Vic, the Vic. So uh, we're going to play a track off their new album, I believe. So, yes, this band, they're signed to Roadrunner, which um, most people listening will think of Roadrunner and they'll think of the little cartoon. But in mm-hmm. fact, the metal label in America, this is their second EP. They just call them Salem. So it's Salem 1, Salem 2. I'm sure the next one will be Salem 3, a bit like the Bronx. And this track is called Draculads. I must warn you, John, it's got a really long, quiet intro. So cut the first 45 seconds off. I'll do that now.
Draculads by Salem. I'm sure there's a really cheap film called Dracula. No, Dragula. 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 Is it, yeah. Let me guess. It's men dressed in drag that go around drinking people's you blood. You know what? I haven't watched it, which, which may come as a surprise because that ticks all my boxes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, Draculads from anyway. Salem, who are playing in Swindon at the Vic. On the Saturday, the 16th of October, and they're playing the Cheezer in Froome on Sunday, the 17th of October. Do we have product placement? I'm not sure. You've got such a lot of stuff going on behind you, it's difficult to tell. There's a band, there's an indie band called Dry Cleaning. They're like a post-punk band. I really hate that term now. Anyway, basically, female singer, she's spoken word over the top of ambient noise in the background. It's absolutely fantastic. I love it. Uh, Roger from Sam Knowledge in Marlborough. I met him today for a business meeting. I will tell you all about that meeting next week. But he gave me the vinyl, which I, which I thought was a sweetie pie. It was really kind of him. But he also gave me a free single that's yellow, a big smiley face. Bit of yellow vinyl for your collection. Did you have yellow before? Not that colour yellow. That's like a full-on opaque sunshine. I always like, well, I know there's a lot of variety when it comes to spoken word tracks, but I always, I, I always kind of admire the lyrics and, and the poetry of it. It's basically poetry to music, isn't it? And, and whatever it is, the Yeah, only this is really anally retentive, pretentious poetry. Your Ticks all my boxes. <laughs> just an emo dead stuff collector. That's the, that's the hook line. Just an emo dead stuff collector. I, I just, first time I heard it, I was like, yes. Let's move on to our guest. Put your vinyl down. Let's move on to our guest for the week, who is Tracy Sullivan from Open Minds Mental Health. Yes, Tracy is a friend, personal friend of mine. Um, she's doing brilliant things. But moreover, she's moved from the arts industry to a broader society, but very much coming in from an arts point of view. Um, she's doing brilliant stuff and she's going to tell us all about it now. I found it quite interesting that this is a way you started by saying this was kind of a connection you made from your wife and they were working together yeah. to, to kind of rejuvenate the Trebuchet Town Hall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So Zoe jumped in on that at early doors um, and really helped them get, get into a really good position. And then she was headhunted by somebody else, which was a fair one. And so, yeah, but I'm, so that was very much so you set that up for me. So credit to my wife. We came up with this idea. This, this town hall was boarded up, closed up. And there was conversations about the Wiltshire Council giving it to a community group that had a feasible, sustainable future for it. So I went on to this public meeting and people saying, yeah, yeah, we need to do something, we need to do something. And then I stood up and said, I think it needs to be an art centre. Um, and then from there, it was a very long journey to get into the point where we got Arts Council funding, um, had keys to the building, we're starting to let people in and, and host events and music events were key to that. And so then a number of people down the line, we got we actually got managed to have a grown up in the in the office, which was your wife who helped us sort out all things finance and spreadsheet. She was an absolute it just makes such a difference. There's lots of shiny stuff about working in the arts, but actually, unless you've got really good processes in place and all the stuff that we might think is boring, it just doesn't allow you to do all the exciting things. So yeah, so that that was that journey really. So yeah, a couple a couple of years in. Um, and I was director of the, the town hall, which was funded largely by the Arts Council, but also Wiltshire Council. And you really did have a lovely team at the town hall, didn't you? Yeah, I, my absolute driving force around that whole project was that I wanted anybody that walked into that building to feel loved and to feel it was theirs and that they were part of that community. You know, largely, 
I think that penetrated through to the people that wanted to work with us, to the people that stayed with us, to the people who volunteered with us, to our audiences. 100% um, without a shadow of a doubt. How many years ago are we talking? So I left two years ago and the town hall had been going, we would have been seven or eight years down the line by the time I went. What you're saying is that maybe, what, 10 years ago, the, the town hall was in a much worse state than, than we would look at it today and think that's, that's an incredible venue, it's an incredible place to, to have live events and live music. 10 years ago, it yeah. was a completely different situation. Nobody, nobody had access to the building. It had been closed to the public for 20 plus years, um, apart from for inquests. This is the old courthouse in Trowbridge Town Centre that Tracy was basically created an art centre from scratch. Not single-handedly, but quite <laughs> yeah. You left the arts altogether, and what do you what do you do now? So yeah, so now I train people to be mental health first aid trainers, and I came to this through the town hall. So. One of the things I, I am most proud of that we did that you were also involved with was our monthly youth music nights. So young people organise music nights for other young people and they were brilliant on every level. They were great that young people took a lead in programming and running an event. Brilliant that we were seeing and hearing young people perform and brilliant that other young people had a place where they could go and be around other young people. So it was really, really brilliant. But we had a situation when a week before one of these events, um, a young person who I hadn't met, but I did know his family, he died by suicide. He took his own life. And I just remember being hit by this huge sense of responsibility for the people that we work with of all ages. And that I had no clue how to go about supporting people in that way I've done loads of physical first aid courses um, but I didn't know how to support people's general well-being and mental health so I spoke to a colleague at Wiltshire Music Connect actually so our local music hub and she talked to me about mental health first aid which was a concept that I'd never heard of they actually gave us some funding to train me and a colleague we went to Oxford to do the training and I thought it was so brilliant everybody should do this training so I spent half my savings to train to be able to train and roll out this training more locally so obviously you've chosen to do that because you feel there's a need for for mental health training and what experiences have you had not necessarily locally but what experiences have you had with people wanting to receive this training it's really heartening how we are definitely getting more and more people who are aware of it and more and more people who want to do it and it is from every sector you know we know that male dominated sectors are particularly vulnerable around mental illness and suicide so you know the construction industry and we've trained people in retail in law but also Wiltshire creative in Wiltshire have trained a lot of their staff, Wiltshire Music Centre, Music Hub, Cheltenham Everyman, Winchester, Fitzroy, so lots of arts organisations as well. And they really see the need, particularly, you know, our industry is so difficult on so many levels and people really compromise their own needs because they feel like they really need to be strong and, and on top of it all the time and work beyond the hours that really they should be and all of that so it leaves people really vulnerable so this training is a brilliant way of people being able to just look out for each other spot signs when people aren't coping maybe as well as they usually would and also to be much more aware and mindful of what their own needs are and how to look after themselves and keep themselves well 
with the arts industry, we're, we're always, we're very aware of mental health. It's, it's something that goes hand in hand almost with the creative arts where we understand people's creative side and how that affects their personalities and all the rest of it. But that's not necessarily something you'd, you would assume that would come within the, say, for example, the construction industry. Have you found other industries to be more receptive than others or has it, has it been all been very accepting and interested? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because in lots of ways, I'm seeing the people who get it. I'm not getting in where people don't get it. Of course. And I guess where we're still seeing high numbers of people going off sick or high turnovers of staff or indeed suicide rates are the the sectors or the organisations that still aren't getting it. And I think you're right. I think we do get it in our world. That doesn't mean to say we look after people well enough, invest enough and know how to support each other as well as we should. I think we're sensitive creatures in our world, but doesn't necessarily mean that we're not expecting an awful lot from each other we're not emailing each other every minute of every day and thinking it's okay and expecting response at 11 o'clock at night and all those sorts of things so feeling it and knowing it's a thing is one thing actually knowing how to be a community that really works in a healthy way is a bit different I think and it's been such an unusual set of scenarios this year have you how how has that kind of manifested itself in, in your line of work I think in some ways we're one of the industries that has done quite well out of it oddly so I train with Mental Health First Aid England so it's the only organisation licensed to deliver this training in this country and, and it's really I really rate it I really think it's good stuff but up until this time there was no online training at all um, the website was <laughs> pretty <laughs> woeful um, let alone transferring training uh, to, to being able to be done digitally but they turned around it so there's an online learning hub so people do the private study and we have live sessions to, to do the full course and so what that's meant is that geography is not an issue anymore I've definitely been busier than I've ever been because I can train people from uh, anywhere in, in England and we are seeing that people have been using their furlough time. So where it's been quite difficult to rotor staff to be able to take time out to do the training, that's proved to be easier. And people are conscious, I think, of the challenges that are still ahead around the anxieties that people might have developed, the difficulties and uncertainty of future financially, you know, about people losing jobs, their sense of purpose, routine and all of that, that we know makes people more vulnerable. So for us, I think largely it has helped people put mental health at the top of their agenda, whereas it might not have been in the busy world that was before. When do you think we will start seeing the effect of the training you're having? Are we seeing that effect straight away? Or will that, you know, was that a thing that's going to change over time? You know, it's amazing. Even so, the course the course I did is two days, and it's often got a day in between. And even within from day one to day two, people say, "Oh my god, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday that I never would have known how to have had I not had that day doing that training." So I think on an individual level, it absolutely makes a difference. And, you know, just after I did my training, there was a situation at the town hall actually where we had art studios that people could have a key to and come and go as they pleased. And somebody was highlighted to me as wanting one that had become vacant. And I vaguely knew this person and I assumed them to have a drink of drug problem. And I was concerned that it wouldn't be safe for them or indeed potentially um, safe for, for others for this person to have this 
a key in an access. So I, so I met with her and it transpired that she had bipolar. And when I had met her, she hadn't been on medication and was quite unwell. And because I'd done the training, I could have an open conversation with her about where she was at in her recovery, the support and the mechanisms she had around her. And basically, to cut a long story short, what it meant was I didn't discriminate against her out of my ignorance. She was able to become an incredibly important member of our community at the town hall because I had the knowledge and the confidence to have a conversation that I wouldn't have had otherwise and I think it's those they're life-changing things for people and if you don't have the the confidence and the when he says not even really about knowledge it's about the confidence and the openness to to really sort of see past what might be on the surface for people so I think it's making a for sure it's making a difference so if anybody listening and they want to get in touch or they want to get in touch with you or the organization to get similar training how do they do that so Open Minds Mental Health um, is uh, so www.openmindsmentalhealth.co.uk is me or on Facebook, Open Minds Mental Health. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone who wants to know anything else about it. It is my, uh, as you probably uh, know, uh, Kieran, you know, I tend to, when I, when I do things, I tend to sort of uh, get a bit passionate about them. Um, yeah. And this is definitely my my passion at the moment. I want as many people as possible to to have this training because I really, I, I genuinely feel like it can make a difference. Um, we, we just need the, the the final matter of the song. Did we actually pick a track in the end? So the band which is Humfuzz. Humfuzz. It does transpire that they're at the town hall, but I don't think I met them at the town hall. How I know about this band is that I've got two teenagers, a 17-year-old and 18-year-old, and my daughter and I drive and chat. And when we drive, she she puts music on and it's like our counselling session, really. It's, it's a really, you know, sometimes that intense, like, come on, sit down, we're going to have a chat thing, done work with teenagers. But actually when you're doing something else, particularly when music's involved, it can be a much more conducive environment to talk about what's going on. So that's what we do. And it was her that introduced me to Humfuzz, who are brilliant. So they went to school in Bradford-Nathan, Humfuzz, out of all the bands in this area for the last at least five years, Humfuzz were the ones that came out with a really genuinely unique sound. There was some real almost Latin and some almost Middle Eastern vibes to their guitar, guitar playing and sounds, which just stood out above everybody else. So again, very unique set of boys and uh, people I have a lot of respect for. So that's another excellent choice. You figured out that it's near Your eyes will open wide Look into the distance now Make out the outline Look at this different now Wait for my sound from time to time From time to time I feel a burning from deep inside And it reminds me of the journey of the mind When we go far away now We can't find 
realize It seems to me, yes, it seems to me That we all dream a different branch of the same old tree And we reach up high to touch the leaf When we go far away now We can find our truth So we look in our inside to find out We should go count our blessings for a of night and your heart's been searching for that light just train your eyes and visualize your We have just played Humphers Scarfunkel. Scarfunkel. It sounds like I've just, you know, um, uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that's Slarty Bartfast, and that name came about because it, it was kind of all the swear words put together to not make a swear word. <laughs> and that's kind of what I've said there, Humphers Scarfunkel. Humphers Scarfunkel. It's very much what you've just said. <laughs> now we're Brighton. So if you listen to this and you're in Brighton, you want some cracking multi-ethnicity indie rock that's who to go to we got plenty of news to talk about kieran so yeah we have let's start with the sad because you were so excited about 2000 i know a lot of people were very excited about 2000 trees they have sadly had to pull the plug for this year so they have pulled the plug so they made the announcements and they said obviously with the international bands not being able to tour internationally they couldn't justify the festival and etc which is completely understandable. And that was a sort of, I was a bit, I was a bit sceptical prior to the announcement, whether they would be able to have certain bands on there. But nevertheless, they, that is what the reason why they've cancelled. But also, rather personally, is the insurance. They can't get event insurance for, for their events. So it's specifically the cancellation insurance, isn't it? Yes, that's it. And obviously, you've got to appreciate there's probably going to be a high possibility that that might well happen and you just can't get the insurance so but it does it does bring into question now that obviously that's mid or early sort of early to mid july well arc tangent is only a month later in mid-august and then you've got reading and leeds at the end of august and we already know that certain ones have been pulled already was it downloads been pulled already boomtown's gone which is in august so it's like how many more festivals are actually likely to go ahead? I'm not convinced there's going to be many. Well, we had um, Andy from 2000 Trees on, on the show a few weeks ago. You did put yeah. that question to him about the, the bands and whether they would be able to create some kind of UK lineup. And he was very hesitant then to give you an answer. 
Yeah, you couldn't. I mean, I don't blame him. Obviously, it's not his part of the of the organisation to make that call. But I am absolutely devastated because it's such an amazing festival. So we are uh, breaking away with a very bad edit from our scheduled podcast to bring you a bit of breaking news. I'm going to hand straight over to Kieran for this last minute edit. Uh, last minute edit. I'm delighted to announce that Frank Turner will be playing at the Cheese and Grain in Froome on June, Saturday, June the 26th and Sunday, June the 27th. 2021 that is exactly one week or that is the week of lockdown restrictions being lifted so it's the monday on the 21st it gets relifted frank's playing at the cheese and grain boom off the bat he's playing for two days yeah so what's happening he he's announced the gathering which is his new single off the new album which is as of yet untitled gathering is going to tour the uk as a concept and the concept is an entire extra mile lineup it's five acts a night all of them from Extra Mile. Right, very close to the restrictions being lifted, though, Kieran. You are a brave, brave boy organising Well, that. you know, when you get off of these things, you can't turn them down, so... <laughs> we, will, um, we will have more about that on next week's show. We just wanted to cram this little bit in uh, because it's breaking news and we didn't want tickets to sell out because they are going to sell out very quickly. Almost certainly. Okay. Um, the other thing I just wanted to touch on with you was about uh, events that have been happening in... Uh, Liverpool the last couple of weeks they've had an indoor rave and they've had a uh, an indoor gig as well with Blossoms which um with Blossoms at, yes that's right I was recording it seemed to go very positively I've not heard of any surges or spikes or, or uh, any problems and we also had the crucible didn't we the snooker in in Sheffield that happened they were wearing masks but they weren't socially distanced so I think the this is really good for us we can start building confidence going into this May and, and a lot you know step Looking forward to June step. I really think it could happen. Email us if you want to get in touch, which is isolation at gmail.com. I nearly forgot the email address, which is daft because this is show 53 and I've said it in every show. But yeah, isolation at gmail.com. If you've got new chats coming out, got some new news. If you've got some uh, gigs lined up and you want to share that with us, then do please let us know. Kieran, it has been absolutely lovely to chat to you again. Really, Always a pleasure, never a chore. Great music as ever. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget you can find all of our previous shows by jumping onto the social networks or going onto your podcast streaming service of choice. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Toodle pip. Cheers for that. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.